Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. My name is Alexis Monet Howell, if we have not met before, and I am absolutely pumped to have yet another conversation with you guys this morning. I am so excited because it's been a while, guys. It has been a crazy few months and we have been posting as much as we can through reels and all those other different things, but today is time to talk. And I'm so excited about our conversation today because this is a big month. November is huge for two reasons. Number one, this November, it is a year anniversary of the Truth Be Told podcast, which is so amazing, so exciting, and the Lord has done so much in the past year within my heart, within this channel, within the ears and the hearts of our listeners, and I could not be more proud of how this channel is growing and the impact that it's making and how God is being glorified and I am being renewed daily. It is an amazing thing, something that I could have never imagined, never dreamed, and it's because of you um, tuning in each and every episode, interacting sharing, liking, all the things that you do helps this channel grow. It helps my podcast continue to grow and meet people where they are. So thank you for hanging with me for a year. And I pray that that you will continue to hang with me in the years to come on this very podcast. The second reason that this is such a special month is because it is my birthday month, okay? My birthday was on November 10th, so it's already passed and I turned the big 22. I am absolutely excited about stepping into this new year, this new chapter of my life. And I'm telling y'all, I'm feeling a little older. I'm feeling a little, you know, a little bit more adulty. No, but seriously, it's so exciting. This is a big, big month for those two reasons. A year anniversary of this podcast that I didn't even dream of, never thought I would get to do, and so thankful that I am doing it. And it is my birthday month, and we are celebrating all month. Not really, but we should, because I should be celebrated. All jokes aside, I'm so excited for today. And what we're going to jump into are 22 things that I've learned about myself and about the Lord so far. So I felt like because I turned 22 that we can go through 22 22 things that I've learned. And um, there are going to be some fun facts that I'm going to share, but also some biblical truths that I've learned along the way. So we're going to have both. We're going to have some fun and we're also going to learn about Jesus. The first thing that I wrote down and the first thing that I want you to know that I've learned so far is that I love ice cream. Now, not just any type of ice cream. I'm not crazy. I'm very basic. I I like what I like for the longest time. I'm pretty sure I've told you guys on the podcast, I was just a vanilla ice cream kind of girl. Don't hate. Okay. Jesus loves me, but I have transitioned, you know, because I'm older now. Um, I have transitioned to caramel ice cream and I know it's still vanilla with a little swirl, but the swirl is what makes it good. So I love caramel ice cream. I'm trying to get Haagen-Dazs to endorse me because I love the Haagen-Dazs Dolce de Leche. Uh, and even though it's a little bit expensive, it's good for my stomach and maybe not good for my thighs, but we just keep it moving. Okay. Uh, so the first thing about that I've learned about myself, is that I love ice cream. The second thing is I love intense workouts, which is so funny because I have some stories when I was younger, especially in PE class. Oh my gosh. 
where we would have to run a mile and your girl does not run. Okay. She still don't run. I like intense workouts. I don't like to run, but in school I had to run. And, uh, it was just so funny of some of the running journeys that I've had where I was like dead last at one running, like running a mile. And anyway, Despite my lack of love for running, I do enjoy workouts, intense workouts where you can get a sweat going, uh, get your heart rate pumping, and hopefully get some muscles growing. That is my goal. That is my hope. And so I really do know that I enjoy intense workouts. The third thing that I've learned about myself is that I enjoy cooking. Not only am I like boiling water now, guys, but I'm making a whole meal. And it's amazing because before probably like two, three years ago, I could only do a certain amount of things, whether it was like boiling a hot dog or popping ramen noodles in the microwave. But now your girl can chef it up, okay? We can do a little bit more. We can make some steaks. We can make some chicken. You know what I'm saying? Something slight. Um, But yes, I do love cooking. I love eating healthy. Um, Just trying to do a new lifestyle for myself, something that I personally enjoy, I want to do more of, which are those workouts and healthy living, not only physically, but spiritually. And we'll get into the spiritual part in a couple of minutes. Um, The fourth thing I've learned about myself is I'm the type of person that if I've done it once, I can do it again. So even some things that like maybe I was hesitant to do at one time, if I've done it before, there is this courage that's attached to the second time around that I need to do it. Uh, You can put in some examples. Maybe it's like uh, riding, driving to the beach by myself. That's something I'm a, I'm a person who love to be with people. Um, And so to drive somewhere on my own is not my thing. But if I've done it once, I know I can do it again. Or if I go and eat dinner on my own at a restaurant, if I've done it once, I can do it again. These sound like very simple things, but for for me and to me, these are huge milestones, something where I'm not so codependent. So really things that I do independently, if I've done it once, I can do it again. And there is this courage and drive that's behind that. So learn that about myself. Um, and that could also go for the sinful side as well. If I've done it once, I can do it again. Okay. But we don't, we ain't gonna go over there. We're gonna try to stay holy. Okay. We're gonna try to stay holy. The fifth thing is I love HGTV and the Food Network. To name some things on HGTV, if y'all are watching, what you should would be like Property Brothers or um, if it's on the Food Network, it would be like Beat Bobby Flay, you know, cooking competitions, those types of things I really enjoyed and loved. And um, I grew up watching cooking shows with like my grandma and stuff. So I think that is just steep. Okay, it's deep within my heart and I love it. Now to go to the spiritual side, which is hopefully the reason that you came up here is to learn more about Jesus. But I hope those fun facts were um, something that gave you a laugh and that you enjoyed. But I've also learned that I'm right where the Lord wants me to be, which is funny because two years ago, I was unsure of if I was in the right setting, if I was doing what the Lord wanted, if I I needed to, if I was doing what was right, if I was in what the Lord's will, like I was questioning, unsure of, didn't have the 
concrete knowledge that I was where the Lord wanted until two years ago where the Lord made it very plain to me in the beginning of my junior year that where I was was exactly where he wanted me to be. And there is this confidence. There is this sure footing. There is this um, I don't even know the word to really describe it where, you know, like it really is confidence that where I am is where the Lord wants me now where the Lord wants me and where I want to be may be two different things, but to know that the father, the creator of the universe has said to me that I'm where he wants me to be. That is golden. That is good. And that is what I want for you to have this confidence, this knowledge, this assurance that where you are is where the Lord wants you. And if where you are is not where you want to be, but it's where God wants you to be, you're going to have to like continue to surrender your plans for his, which is what I'm doing even now, knowing that where I am is where the Lord's Lord wants me. But where I want to be, it's not where I am, but I've got to trust the Lord that he knows best. Okay. If he's created my breath, if he's the giver of my life, then he knows the steps that I need to take. And so I've got to trust him. And the same goes for you. The seventh thing is I fully express myself through journaling. I am a huge writer. As you guys know, I've been so blessed to write two books, Dear Broken Girl and Pretty Brown Girl, God Loves You. And those books are for you guys to just enjoy and to know about the Lord and to be encouraged. But for me personally, I love writing to the Lord. It's the way that I pray to him. Actually, most often is I write down the things that are on my heart, the things that are going on in my mind, in my day. I ask the Lord to speak to me. And it's usually when the pen hits the page that my heart is fully expressed to the Father. And and I love that. Um, the different ways that we can communicate to God and yet he still listens to all different avenues because he is not limited to one way. He is a God of everything. And it's so cool that I um, have discovered one of the ways that I could communicate with the Lord is through writing. Something about when that pen hits the page that my heart is just open to the Lord and it's a beautiful thing. There's number eight is there is a spiritual realm to my singleness. And I've talked about singleness up here quite a few times because I'm very passionate about it. I'm learning so much in it and I'm learning about the Lord through it. And I think I'm in a healthy spot, could continue to grow obviously, but I think I'm in a healthy spot and perspective and mindset as far as singleness goes. And it was a few years ago that I learned that there is a spiritual realm attached to my singleness. Singleness is not because you and I are unworthy or unloved or not beautiful or not good enough compared to dating, engaged, and married folks. That's not what singleness is all about. Singleness, what I have discovered through God's word is that it depends, and, it, and Paul talks about this in, in his writings. He said, however you serve the Lord best, that is going to be the relational status that you're going to have. So if you serve the Lord best on your own, not necessarily just being one person, you have friends and family to tag along with, but not necessarily a companion, then that's how you're going to serve the Lord best. If you serve the Lord best with a companion, then that's how you're going to do it. And that would be through the channel of marriage. But singleness and marriage is not a low or a high or a season and, and the status that you need to get to. No, 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 no. Singleness is 
not necessarily a season. For most people, it is, but not for all folks. For everyone, singleness is a space for you to learn about the goodness of the Lord. And for some folks, singleness is a lifestyle, not a season. And so if we go with the mindset, and I know I'm going on and on because I'm very passionate about singleness, but if we continue to go down the mindset, which I was, that singleness is about my worth and not about the spiritual realm, then you're going to walk out your singleness wrong and wonder why you're depleted. And it's the same thing in I'm sure dating and engagement and marriage is that they are not the answer. Your singleness is not your answer. It is what you learn within it, the Lord in it, that makes that space that you're feeling, again, whether singleness, dating, engagement, or marriage, um, up. It, it, it just depends on that. So I've learned that my singleness is not because I'm be- I'm not beautiful or I'm not worthy or I'm not good enough or I'm too this, I'm too that, I'm not this, I'm not that. My singleness based off of scripture is this is how the Lord has designed me best to serve him as a single person, but I'm attaching myself to family and friends in community and in my church. So I'm not necessarily alone just because I'm single, but I'm serving the Lord with this undivided attention that he talks about in his word, this undivided devotion that Paul talks about. I don't have this split devotion. Um, I got school and I've got family, but I don't have a companion. And so I'm able to Uh, find a rhythm with what I've got. And it's just beautiful to learn. And it's bumpy and it's hard and it's difficult. Don't get me wrong, but there is a spiritual rim to my singleness that makes it beautiful. Number nine, speaking of beautiful, I have learned that I am beautiful. And being a person who has grown up insecure, this is something that I still have to teach myself. Like even saying it, I don't believe it. If I can be honest with you, like I don't believe I'm beautiful, but I know that I am. Like what I know and what I feel are often two different things. But if I continue to walk in what I know and tell what I feel to uh, submit itself to what the Lord has said, then I can walk in freedom. And so I am beautiful. And if you're listening or watching me right now, so are you. What we feel and what we know can be two different things, but let's go with what we know. Let's go with what the Lord says and let's walk in that freedom. Number 10, I have to preach to myself, as y'all just saw. Like the reality of some of the things that I say, I don't always believe. And so I have to preach to myself to say, hey, Lexi, you are fearfully and wonderfully made. You have been created in the image of God. The Lord has taken his time with you. He has not forgotten you. You were not set aside. You know, all these things I have to remember. I've got to preach to myself that life is more than the grades that I get or the likes that I get or the people that I have. Life is about the Lord. And I've got to preach to myself and bring that proper perspective back and ask the Lord to help me out. And so that's something else that I've learned. Number 11, I have learned that I can love Jesus and still struggle. I remember seeing this as a Facebook post and this person quoted actually a pastor that I know. And um, Pastor Rodney said that you can love Jesus and still struggle, which to me, was huge. It put in words what my heart needed to know, which is I do love Jesus, but I'm also in a sinful world and I have fleshly desires and I've got to find the 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 way 
to win, to be victorious. And that is only through the Lord. And so maybe for you, you just need to know that you can love Jesus because I do. I've asked the Lord, do I love you? (laughs) Just to make sure that my heart is right with him. And it is. And so maybe for you, you needed to know that you love Jesus. But just because you love Jesus doesn't mean that you're not going to struggle. You can love Jesus and still struggle. And your struggle should not necessarily define your love for the Lord, but let your love for the Lord um, make a path through your struggle so that you can be victorious. Number 12, in this waiting season of my family and I, we have learned so much about the Lord. But one of the things that has been just hidden in my heart, something etched in my heart, something that I've hold, held tightly to is that the Lord is faithful. His promises never run void. His goodness never runs out. He is who he is and he will forever be who he is. He cannot change. He will not change. He is a consistent and a constant and a good loving God. And so I've learned that the Lord is faithful. He was faithful back then. What we read in scriptures, he's faithful to the people to my left and to my right. And he's faithful in my life and he's faithful in your life. The ways of the Lord are beyond our understanding. And so when it, when things happen or people pass, or situations come that necessarily don't make sense and we don't like doesn't mean that the father has stopped being faithful. His faithfulness will never run out and he will be who he always was and he will continue to do so. And God is faithful. In our waiting season, that has been an anchor for my soul because if he has spoken something, he's going to fulfill it. If he said he's going to be with me in the valley, then I know he's right here with me and he is faithful to what he said. And I hold true to that in my waiting season. 13, God's graciousness outweighs my sinfulness. So really going back to what I said a couple of um, minutes ago of just like you can love Jesus and still struggle. What I've learned about the Lord is that his grace, his love, his goodness is overwhelmingly more than my sinfulness, my abandonment of him, my troubles in life, his love, his grace, his goodness is overwhelmingly more. And because I serve a God whose grace never runs out and his grace actually outweighs my sin, there is this goodness, there is this freedom, this is there is this victory, there is this love and, and joy that comes with that. And so that's something that I've learned. God's graciousness outweighs my sinfulness. Number 14, I've never been more grateful for my family than I am right now. Like I've learned that family is everything. Actually, a few years ago, my grandmother, who was like the glue to our family, and I've talked about, pretty sure I've talked about grief up here briefly, but three years ago, she passed away unexpectedly, very close knit family. Um, And so to have one of us no longer be here, super hard, something that we're still battling and walking through now. Um, But I've learned that family is everything to me and I've always been a family person but getting older becoming more mature um, just living life I understand that if my family uh, with my family being here being my support system being people that I can talk to accountability partners all these different things it's so good to have family so that's something I've learned about myself that I really do love my family though they get on my nerves Um, anyway number 15 I need accountability. 
And it's healthy when the right people know what's going on in your life. Notice I said the right people. Not everybody needs to know your business. And I've learned that through my mom telling me that not everybody needs to know your business, which is why family is so good. Um, Not everybody needs to know what you're struggling with, but somebody does. The Lord needs to know, number one, but also someone else that you can physically see needs to know whether that is a church member, a pastor, a friend who is uh, spiritually strong in the Lord. Somebody needs to know what's going on within your heart, within your mind. That is not necessarily what you would want someone to know about. Because again, we all struggle, but our love for the Lord should be there and continue to grow. And we just need to know that accountability is good. And to seek help is good and it's healthy. And to um, go to counseling is good and it's healthy. I've been to counseling. I will probably go to counseling again soon because there is this healthy um, aspect to counseling um, that many people miss because they don't want to share what's going on in their heart. Number one, the Lord already knows. And number two, he's given us people to confide in so that we can be healed. Let me tell you this verse, James 5, 16, one of the scriptures that the Lord constantly reminded me of in one season of my life, it says, confess your sins one to another and pray for each other so that you may be healed. It goes on to say that the prayer of a righteous person avails much. It is very effective. It reaches the heart and the ears of the Lord. And so this verse is written for you to give yourself permission to share your heart with another believer, with another person to say, hey, I don't have it all together. That surrender is what the Lord wants to hear. And it's a reminder that you need him. And it gives your friend most likely encouragement to say that they don't have to have it all together and the Lord still loves them. And then it says to pray for each other so that you may be healed. That means to invite the Lord into the struggle so that you can experience the healing power that you so um, desire. And, And that's just a healthy thing. Number 16, I can be real with God, just like I can tell my family or tell my friends what's going on, what I don't like, what I do like. I can do the same thing with the Lord. I can ask the Lord questions and I have. I can go to him about concerns and I have and will continue to do these things. You can be real with God because like I said earlier, he already knows. So why be fake with the one who already knows? Might as well be honest with the Lord, right? Um, And so you can be real with God. You can ask him questions. You can share your heart. You can expose your sin. You can go with the things that you're happy about and joyful of and, and pumped to see and experience. You can be real with God because he has been so real with us in many ways that we've seen and the things that we haven't seen also. Number 17, grief is real. That's something that I've learned that grief is real. As I said, three years ago, losing my grandmother, walking through the journey of grief now, and it's real. It's hard. It's difficult and it's different for everybody. And so there's been this grace that I have developed, I feel like, through my grief for other people who are grieving. Um, Moving on, number 18, the waiting is worth it when we know that the Lord is working, which is such a good quote, but I just want to say this. I don't like to wait. I mentioned very, uh, I mentioned in the beginning of this podcast that I'm in a waiting season right now, my family and I, and we're tired of waiting, if we can be honest. And I've already told the Lord this, so don't think I'm like venting. 
We are tired of waiting. I don't like to wait, but I do hold on to this truth that the waiting is worth it when we know that the Lord is working. Number 19, I need God for everything. And I've got a lot of growing to do. And I know that about myself. I can love Jesus and still struggle. And if I didn't need Jesus, that then I would be perfect and whole and all that. And I'm not. So that means I need the Lord. That means I need him to guide my steps and to share with me what I need to do and don't need to do. Number 20, we are already victorious. Something that I surrendered to the Lord almost a month from now, almost a month ago, is daydreaming. And I think I've talked about it up here, but this is a specific boundary that the Lord has put in my life to where I don't fantasize or try to figure out what my future holds, but I'm staying present and what the Lord has told me and where I am right now. And there is victory in that because for the longest time I gave into daydreaming because I wanted to do it. And now I'm walking in victory because of what the Lord has said and the boundaries he's put in my life and the courage that he's given me through his Holy Spirit. The last two ones, um, number 21 is I have learned the beauty of bluebirds. Bluebirds give me hope. I looked up one day what bluebirds, you know, um, what do you call it? What bluebirds like signified, signify the right word. <laughs> I don't know guys. Um, anyway, what bluebirds represent it and it's hope. And so my family and I have held on to bluebirds flying by in trees as a way of the Lord reminding us to hold on to him, to hold on to what he said in his word, to hold on to what he's told us personally, to hold on to hope, right? I say this to grab hope by the throat, to never let go. And even when you're slipping to take a new footing with your feet and to take a new grip with your hands, that's scripture, um, and just hold on to the Lord. Last thing, number 22, that I've learned is that the Lord speaks to me and the Lord speaks to you. And there's different ways, whether it's through a bluebird who passes by your window, whether it's through a friend who you're sitting down for coffee and they just listen to you, whether it's through his word, whether it's through his voice. Now, I have not heard the audible voice of God, but I have heard the Lord within my heart and I know it's him and in my mind and in my thoughts. And it's just so beautiful that a holy and righteous God speaks to me and he wants to speak to you. And I just absolutely love what I've learned so far. And I'm so excited to learn so much more about the Lord's goodness and of myself. And um, yeah, that's it, guys. These are the 22 things I've learned about the Lord and myself so far. Again, thank you guys so much for tuning in to the podcast each and every episode. Thank you for subscribing to the podcast, the YouTube channel. Be sure to follow us on um, our Instagram and Facebook and TikTok and all the other things. Check out our website. You know what to do. I'll link it all below. I love you guys so much. Thank you again for being here. See you guys next time. Bye. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to the podcast. I hope it has been an encouragement to you that you've had a moment to laugh and also a moment to learn about God's goodness. This is what this podcast is made to do, to encourage you and to equip you in the Christian faith so that you can live it out as best as you can. If you are watching me right now on YouTube, please be sure to like and subscribe. Leave any comments or questions that you have down below and I'll be sure to get back with you. I want to have a conversation 
conversation with you. I want to hear your heart. If you're listening to me through podcasts, please be sure to subscribe and to give it five stars. Amen. Because that also helps my podcast out so, so much to get it out to as many people as possible. So I'd love your feedback. I would love to hear from you. I would love it all. So please be sure to like, to subscribe if you're on YouTube and to subscribe and to rate if you're listening to me through podcasts and share this with any and everyone so that they can be encouraged as well. There's a lot of things that the Lord is doing through this ministry. One of those things is through book writing. I have written my book called Dear Broken Girl, and it is a book to encourage you again in the faith and just give you some guiding steps on how to grow and your relationship with the Lord. I talk about personal stories and it's just here to be relatable, to be real so that you can live out the best life that you have been created to live. You can get your copy on Amazon, but if you want a signed copy, you can send me a message on TikTok, Instagram, or Facebook at Dear Broken Girl. Let me know you want a copy and I will send one your way. I've also got one of the brand new books out and it is called Pretty Brown Girl, God Loves You. It is my first children's book. I'm so excited to share this with you guys. It is available for pre-order at Walmart and Amazon, Books A Million, Barnes and Noble. All you gotta do is look up Pretty Brown Girl, God Loves You and go ahead and get your copy, okay? I'm so excited to share this with you guys and I'm so thankful again for your support, for your comments, um, and for your prayers. So before I let you go, let's pray. Father, I'm so thankful for the people who are listening to me. It is not by accident nor by coincidence that they are hearing me right now that we've had a conversation today, but it is by your divine interruption and by your divine nature and love for us that we've been able to have a conversation about your goodness and grace. I pray nothing but your holiness and your goodness, your provision and your protection over those who are listening to me. Would you bless them? Would you use them according to your will for your glory and their good? We love you so much, Lord. You are good and holy. It's in Jesus' name that I pray. Amen.